As the new NBA season is upon us, we've got a rookie to definitely have on your radar. Selected in the first round by the Clippers, Quentin Grimes was part of a draft night trade that sent him to the New York Knicks. Now the kid from Houston is ready to show out in the Big Apple. And Penny got a first-hand look at Quentin from when he came up with a dagger for his Houston Cougars against Memphis last season. As Penny tells us, the co-AAC Player of the Year has the makeup not only to lead his squad, but to take over when it's crunch time. And with the priority of the NBA on skill at the guard position, the Knicks got a top-tier player in queue. So you're going to love it. Penny Hardaway with the guy that got him last year and during the season, Quentin Grimes. It's the Two Cents Podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and the One Cent Media channel on YouTube to get every episode as soon as they drop. Yo, what's up? Penny Hardaway here. Welcome to my Two Cents Podcast. We have a special guest, Quentin Grimes. I'm very familiar with this young man in a good and a bad way. Love his game, respect his game, but he beat up on my team a little bit too much in the last couple of years. But no, welcome to the My Two Cents Podcast. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Yeah, but no, I, um, my thoughts on you... When I first saw you play actually in high school, coming mm-hmm. out of high school, I saw you as a PG. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? PG. And then when you got to college, I guess the coaches, no knock on any of the coaches, moved you to the two. Uh, you played more off the ball. And uh, just always loved the way you, you approached the game. Uh, obviously, you know, as a young cat coming in, especially coming from a, a, a situation where you're the man coming into college going to Kansas and then having to play with a group of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that was your best team that you've ever played on. Obviously, you played on USA teams, but your best overall team outside of a USA situation going to Kansas. As a young guy going into that situation at Kansas, what was your what was your mindset going into that? Did you did you have your mind made up on any position you wanted to play or you were just like, I'm just going and just I'm going to try to get the best that I could do? Yeah, I really came in with the mindset just kind of come in do whatever Coach Self needs me to do. I know he recruited me kind of as more of a point guard, just kind of a combo guard getting there. Yeah. I feel like we got there, and I feel like it's kind of, like you say, you kind of playing out of position, but I feel like you kind of get, get used to it, playing with a bunch of other good players. And I feel like we, we thought we'd be able to kind of work work through it and have a better season than what we did, kind of fell short with all the talent that we had. I feel like with so much talent, it was kind of hard to balance that with that team. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, obviously having to adjust to different situations, and then you go from Kansas, and you enter, you you put your name in the draft mm-hmm. that year, and then obviously didn't go to the NBA, and then went to Houston. Pretty much going back home. Right. You're from the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. I definitely know about the Woodlands. I played a lot of golf out there. Going back, the difference between Kansas and then going back home to Houston. The difference is probably just really this intensity. Coach Sampson like demands of you every day, 120 percent, no matter what. You got to be 20 minutes early to anything, film. Uh, shoot around, breakfast, all that. So it was just like the attention to detail he came in every day with was just like something totally different from just a Kansas experience. Yeah, see, a lot of kids would think that that's jail in their mind. But yeah. honestly, it, it it correlates and translates over into real life, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just being accountable, uh, being uh, holding yourself accountable, the responsibility that you have to have as a young man to come in and be on time. Because in life, you have to do that. Right. I'm sure your parents have told you, you've seen them work their butts off your entire life of – they couldn't just mess around because they had a family to take care of. So he just basically was trying to, which could be perceived as being something that's totally different because I, I honestly talk to Coach Sampson a lot because yeah. I respect how he, how he handles things. Kids today, they look at that like, man, you know, this is too strict or it's too much pressure. I don't think it's the 
you can look at it so many different ways. I look at it like it's helping you in life. You might not know it now, but later on, um, how do you think that experience with the being 20 minutes early and all that is going to help you moving on in life? Not only going to help a lot, just knowing that, because like, like you said, it's consequences if you're not there. So if you're not on time, you're going to run, you're going to practice. I feel like just always being alert, just always trying to stand on your toes, just knowing, like, oh, like checking the clock, like, make sure I'm be early than early, get down to 25 minutes. So I feel like it's going to help me even when going to uh, a workout. I made sure the first person there, last one to leave. So I feel like just getting in that routine every day is going to set me up to have a easier life and kind of have more successful life, I think. Yeah, that's good. And then another thing I respected about you was your competitiveness. You were like one of the, the fiercest competitors. Anytime your team needed something, you came through. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could have missed your last two, but you could go off for six or seven in a row. That was like amazing to me because I watched y'all play a lot because you guys were the bar in our conference. Yeah. You know, we're trying to build up to that. And uh, it takes a lot of hard work and grind. No, no pun intended, but with the grimes, you get it. But anyway, <laughs> we're back. But, uh, no, I respected that about you. Now, also, one thing that I did see was the team. I don't know about so much last year with Caleb Mills being there and, and Sasser coming into his own and then having Jerome and all these guards. This year it seemed to be they just said they, they deemed you the man. Yeah. You know, for, for, like, last year I could see you were trying to work your way through it. But this year the respect that they gave you on the team, how was that responsibility for you? Like, this year, like, everybody's kind of counting on me to, to be that guy. Yeah, I feel like we had Minko Sampson kind of had a talk before the season. He was like, you're going you gonna to do what you're going to do offensively, but I really want to focus on defensive rebounding. And I feel like it started off in practice. Like, when you have good practice and you build good habits, I feel like Coach Sampson uh, made sure everybody's role was clear. Deke's the PG. I'm the main scorer, the best player. Marcus is a shooter. He got the green light. And I feel like once he assigned everybody's role and everybody knew it coming in the, every day in practice, Justin, the rebounder. Yep. Uh, Bryson, rebounder, bruiser. This just kind of made everything easier going into practice, not finding egos. Everything was made easier for our team to go out there and just kind of have fun and win. All right, let's take a break to introduce our good friends at BetterHelp. This episode of Two Cents is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, is there something that's interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Anything from stress to anxiety or just the need to manage your time well, to be efficient and to block something that is keeping you from success? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. And you know, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online for your mental wellness and mental performance. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, no matter where you are. Also, you can log into your account anytime, and send a message to your therapist. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted each and every day. Visit BetterHelp.com slash two cents. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp 
that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So we've got a special offer for fans of the Two Cents podcast. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash two cents. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash two cents. Get the help you need and don't let anything get in the way of your happiness. Yeah, and that's the difference too because they talk about starting in your role. When I watch you guys' team, I, I don't know about your first year there, but for sure this year it seemed like everybody accepted mm-hmm. who they are and, 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 and everything got established in the right way. Obviously, Caleb left and went to uh, Florida State, but it just seemed like watching you guys, everybody kind of just starred in their role. And for me, coaching against you guys, when you came in, he was like, this is where you guys prepare for Houston. Yeah, this is what we prepare for Houston. But going into that game, I, I would tell our guys – to try to make you as uncomfortable as possible. And we tried and we still couldn't, we couldn't do it. And that was frustrating to me as a coach because I'm (laughs) like, okay, this is what we need to do. But that's just kudos to you and you guys' preparation, your work ethic and and what you brought to the game that you knew teams were going to have to stop you to beat Houston. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though you had a full crew of guys and you still came out and brought it every single day. And uh, it was, it was crazy. Where I saw the improvement was it's, you didn't have a lack of confidence your first year. Like the first game, you didn't play. I don't know if you were hurt or injured. Mm-hmm. We played here, but you played at at Houston, and you kind of went on that run of about 13 points in a row. It was just, man, just seeing that was like, okay. Intimidating my guys a little bit, um, trying to get them to understand how to approach uh, guarding you because that's what I do. I, I try to study the game, watch a lot of film on you going into that game. And, man, it was – it really was incredible because when when you've been the guy like I've been the guy and people are like coming into the game knowing they got to stop you and then you just it I don't know I don't yeah. even want to think about the Houston games anymore <laughs> man but I just saw the improvement from like I said you didn't you didn't have a confidence problem the first year but it's like this year you just this certain aura about you was like I'm not having it yeah, there's certain type of swag yeah it's like I and I, I don't know what clicked but you know what can you say to guys that it might have not start like they you transferred from Kansas to Houston. What could you say from a guy that's 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 in the portal right now that's saying, all right, I had a decent situation, but I'm trying to go get a better situation. And their confidence is just a little shaken from what happened to them at the first situation that they were in. Yeah, I think coming out of high school, I probably didn't like watch enough film on certain colleges coming out of uh, high school. And mm-hmm. I feel like once I uh, uh, just had to go in the transfer portal, I kind of looked at some of the teams that were like in the tournament who had like good guards and like kind of played with a lot of freedom. And I've seen Houston – Kentucky, and I knew most of the guys already. And I feel like for a kid who's in transfer portal, I would like look for the really the best fit, and that's gonna let you play your position, let you play your game. I'm not saying Kansas didn't do that, but I was right. just saying looking at it, Houston kind of was the better option, the better fit, and had some other good options. But I feel like just really just staying in the gym, really, I kind of had a routine before every home game. I'm in the gym at uh, 9:30 every night after film. I go through my little 45 minute routine. And just always staying in the gym builds up that swagger to go out there on the court and be ready for every, whatever defense is thrown at you because you know they're trying to stop you going in every game. Yeah, the big word you said to me is routine. You built a routine, man, and you played like it. And a lot of guys that – a lot of kids that are trying to get to that level that are in high school right now, they don't have a routine. Yeah. You know, you got to build a routine. And you see that when you get in the gym and you work, you get in the game. Nah, that com- You know what I mean? It's much easier and that confidence is there. Obviously, just talking about that, you're in Memphis now. You're training. How is that going for you? It's going real. Got got here about two days ago, and I'm super sore already from the first two days uh, with Shabazz and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jared Holmes. Yep. Then, you know, yeah, he talked yeah. to me about you already. Yeah, the good, good dude. So I'm getting real good work in. 
I can't wait to get in the gym with you next week. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready for that because, you know, I had R.J. Hampton down here last year. And the one thing about me, I coach Memphis, but I love basketball and I'm fans of players. Uh, and R.J. definitely had a chance to come here, chose to go over to New Zealand. And if he wouldn't have chose New Zealand, his dad was probably like he would have went to Kansas. And when he called on me, I was ready to, you know, to teach him. And that's what I like to do. I like to get back. And one day when you get older and you go back to Houston or, or you know, you hopefully have a long career in the NBA, guys are going to be calling on you to be like, hey, man, can you work me out? Can you help me? Right. And that's all I'm doing is just paying it forward. So to be able to train you is like, I love it, man. I, I, I give back uh, my time, my knowledge, and, and that's what it's really all about. And uh, the guys that you're working with, Javante Holmes and, uh, and Shabazz, those are the guys that I worked out with yeah. or they helped me coach. So, yeah, two good guys. What it, what's your mindset right now uh, while you're working out about, like, the expectations about the league? Uh, going into every work, I'm just trying to get better, really. I know a lot of people talk about this, and I know no boys allowed league mm -hmm. the mindset, and I feel like people kind of get um, worried about where you're at, draft status-wise. But I feel like if you focus on that, you get getting – Focusing away from what's really important, that's the work. Right. And I feel like if you stay focused to the work every day, everything going to take care of itself. Your age, and they're going to do what they got to do. I, as long as I got to do what I got to do on the court, and everything's going to handle itself. Yeah, that's facts. You have to do what you have to do and let everything else just kind of take care of itself. What about your goals? What are your goals? Like, you get drafted, which I know you are. What are your goals for yourself uh, next year? Because you might go to a situation that, like, a lot of guys have this culture shock. You're winning mm -hmm. high school, college. You get to the league and get on the team. And the winning might not be there right away. Right. So what are your goals individually, you know, moving forward? Yeah, definitely bring whatever I need to the organization, whether that be scoring, defense, locking down, just be overall playmaker for that team winning. Like you said, if you get to a team that's not winning, it's kind of different for you. You got to make some adjustments. Got to maybe talk to the coach, see what you can do better, see if you're not doing something right, see what the adjustments are. But I definitely want to go and have a really good rookie year and just kind of just shock people what I can do. Yeah, the one thing I can say about that is just stay hungry, mm -hmm. which I know you will. You seem like a very – well, you are a very mature young man. Kudos to the parents uh, and everybody that's been involved with you. But it's – you can't get lost. You can't get there and then just forget about what got you there because most guys get there and they chill because it's different levels of the NBA. You got regular guys, you got all-stars, and you got first-team guys. Those mm -hmm. three different guys. You know, which guy do you want to be? If you keep grinding and you keep working – then you can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish. And you are a superstar. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just had like a, a – a, I can't say an obstacle. You went from one situation to the next, but it didn't stop you from being who you are, and your destiny is still going to be the league. So what I would say is just, man, your interviews, you're going to kill it. I can tell that. Just continue to work like you are. You've already, like, established yourself as a worker. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that the coaches on that level, they respect about young kids. They don't get that all the time, yeah. you know, because there's a certain entitlement. You don't seem entitled. I don't know if you ha ever have been, but you seem like I'm going to prove it to you. If you tell me I can't do it, yeah, I'm going to do it. So with saying that, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, for all the young kids out there, Quentin Grimes, man, he's a kid to look up to. I've watched him play and know that he's going to be very successful on the next level and wish you nothing but success. But thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. My Two Cents Podcast. Peace.